Soul Train coming at you live tonight. My name is Matt. Sometimes I go by the Grass Factor. Martin, and that old TV show, Martin Lawrence. Martin. Uh, do you introduce is, yourself like that? I like don't. Do you, when you go when you go into business meetings, do you you should absolutely <laughs> introduce yourself. Hi, I'm 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 Jim Edwards. How are you? Who are you again? Matt Martin. Like, you should do that. That should be like your thing, dude. I'm not above it. I promise you. You and you and Borden walking into a high powered investor meeting. Fuck yes, all day long, son. <laughs> and every person that meets you, you know, you go down the line. You got like twelve swinging dicks in that whole line. You do the same one every time, every time. With like bourbon breast like, too. Yes, yes. Like Jay Pink is just yes. pressing the roadcast. Boom. J uh, John Perry, real quick. Do you think that Matt should do his YouTube intro as his welcome to everybody? I would advise anybody who's thinking of doing this. <laughs> what? Uh, all right, I think this. Is, I think this. I think this is because he's met you before, uh, because he might be in a sad mood. I mean, sad John Perry is a real thing. And last time that you and John Perry did talk in person, no, <laughs> win some, lose some kind of conversation. You know, it was good. It was great. We had a great time. You both cried. You hugged. You hugged for an exceedingly long time at the end. It was great. Yeah. You know what uh, though? I hope. I hope. It's a great tease. That happened in Louisville, right at, at uh, GIE last year, which is now some equipment expo, some whatever you want to call it. Right? Who cares? Because we're going to be there. We're the main event now. Fuck you, equipment people. All right. And so two things I want to say about this real quick. Number one, actually, I'm going to say uh, pre this is the prequel. Fuck you, equipment people. I just want to say that again. Number Get it out. one is. Uh, yeah. So what is that? What's the dates on that? J Pink, please help. Yeah. Uh, so October. Well, the equip expo runs the 19th through the 21st. You only care about the Thursday, the 20th. <laughs> All right, so that week we will be, I think all three of us will be in Louisville. Jay Pink will be there. Uh, many illustrious guests already have signed up to be there. Uh, in particular, we're going to have a live show at a venue later uh, and told later. But, uh, yeah, you can get more details on that. Matt will talk a little bit more about it in the show. But I, the second thing I want to say here is our guest tonight couldn't make it last year. He had a lot of stuff going on at work. And I'm telling him now, I'm going on record right here today, going on record. <laughs> Real Dad, clear out your schedule that week in October because we're going to have a good time. All right? Okay. <laughs> I've already Just explained part of this to Jay Pink, but... Also going on. We'll we'll just hold on. This kind of we're an organized family, so I'm still calling it the old thing. I'm completely unorganized. Okay, I just when it comes to my added it, stuff anyway, or I uh -oh. think I added it to the calendar. Look at that! Look at this guy! Boom! Adding it See? to the calendar. Midstream. With that. Okay, there we Schedule go. Schedule it and make it real, fellas. That's it. In real time. In real time. Uh, set an, so with an alert reminder to go off every 24 hours between now oh. and October 20th. Just to remind you, every day. It's, in fact, that's how you title your alarm in the morning when you wake up. 
when you're, whatever whatever your alarm says, like mine is David Goggins, Goggins screaming at me, calling me a weak bitch when I wake up in the morning. And then when I look at my phone, the first thing he's going to say is, don't forget about the GIE, weak bitch. And I, I, I refuse to call it the Equipment Expo. I'm, I will never call it the no. Equip Expo. I'll never call oh, it the, the equip, Equipment Expo. It's, it's the GIE, damn it. I don't care how many times they change the name. I don't care how many times they loud... Uh, 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 they 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 put the Papa of Papa John's out there. Listen, have y'all have y'all ever seen the Papa of Papa John's pull up to the GIE before? Is that for real? He's he's been there before. Oh yeah, he owns that Expo building, right? <clears throat> and so he goes at some point during the year. Typically, he would go on Dealer Day, which is Wednesday, right? And uh, we were walking in one time, and uh, in this. Stretch-ish Cadillac pulls up that is surrounded by a gangle uh, of of other various what looked like reinforced vehicles, and they drove over the curb right up to the front door, and lo and behold, the Papa gets out surrounded by what looked like Secret Service, and the guy I'm with who was a mass hole from holy hell uh, and not Lushy, is uh, uh-huh. a different guy. Uh-huh. His, his last name was Mel. And anyway, he he yelled at the guy. He was like, "I fucking love pepperoni pizza." I was like, <laughs> "Of all the things you could have yelled at the papa, you you had to you had to tell him you love pepperoni pizza." But uh, you know, people aren't prepared for those moments. They got to be ready for that. But uh, he was ready. He was uh, no, clearly like he had been stewing on no, that. No, no, like, I'm not going to pass ready, up this opportunity. I got to make a pizza joke. He would have dressed on, up uh, as the freaking Noid and hide in the bushes <laughs> and just popped out. And hit him. No, not, not too far off the rails, but imagine, right? You found a company, a pizza place, right? And it grow you grow it into a one point eight billion dollar a year pizza place, right? And then you're such a deplorable piece of shit human being that the entire board comes to you and say, dude, you gotta go. Hey, we need you to get the fuck out of here. That right there, that is a special kind of you know a special kind of thing. Yeah, you know, you, know, you, you got it. You, you know gotta, what? You know what? If there was, if there was a website, if there for oh. this, right? Oh. I think it should be. Oh, I skip for a second. You, no, I don't yeah, think it should got. be Papa. Uh, I don't think it should be Papa John's. I just think we should call it Pizza Mastery. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yikes! When you're when all right, you're, let's go. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Uh, for those of you who don't know who, this, well, first off, let me explain what we're doing. This is this is Thirsty Thursday. This is we do two things for Thirsty Thursday. Sometimes we take live call-ins. Other times, other times, we invite a member of the community to come on and have a just a generalized conversation with us. We get to know one another and share different ins and outs, success, successes, failures. We try to offer a little bit of one-on-one support here. Um, and then sometimes we get we get those comments from Demay, uh, and uh, but you know what, Demay can drop those because Demay is not a Kia; he's a Tesla, and that is uh, that's more inside baseball to reinforce what you said. <laughs> probably no one will get except Pizza Mastery. Um, and I, it's the second time I've actually used that today, and I I'm I feeling it, boy. Because let, let me tell you, there's something about that statement that stings like you would not believe. Uh, mm. Call me. By the way, you know who. Call me. Uh, we could talk about that. Tesla, not a Kia. Um, anyway, uh, Mike, Real Dad, welcome to the show. 
Uh, you may have seen Mike on the internet before. He has uh, he's had several videos go viral on uh, on TikTok. He's kind of cracked the code on TikTok from time to time. In fact, he <laughs> he uh, he snorted Brian DeMay into into stardom on TikTok as well too, which was which is pretty interesting to to watch all that unfold. But uh, hey, you know what? It is what it is, and and damn it, we've got him here on the show. Uh, also, we have seen uh, we've seen Mike do some some side by sides with. Uh, with uh, Get Sunday, and I, I, as a result, and I'm curious, did Get Sunday t- ask you to get bent? What was their no. feedback on that? No, they zero communication outside of Ghosted. I sent them. Here's the link to the video. Now, oh, and that was it. That was it. The funny thing is, though, if you'd open up like an incognito Google tab, just so it erases any personalized stuff and you search for that review and you go to videos my review is the number one video oh that's weird (laughs) yeah and it it gets posted and of all the terrible things that occur in facebook long groups and there's a limitless amounts of terrible it is Typically, someone will link that video when someone asks, is Sunday any good? Oh, man. (laughs) You are the authority. The Get Sunday authority, uh, who is oddly, you would think Get Sunday would tell you to get bent. But in reality, I think he kind of told Get Sunday to get bent there uh, in 10 words or less. Um. I can't believe they did not respond to that. I mean, that's no. like, I'd be like, Hey Mike, look, we're going to, we, because we're big fans of customized plans. Let's, let's do, let's do some customization here and see if we can't help, uh, tailor in a little better results with what we were providing you. I mean, no, doesn't part that make of it, the though, most sense? Well, you would think, and I mentioned kind of some of that cause I was, you know, tailoring the plan and they had their heat defense, which was just kelp. Oh, um, uh-huh. <laughs> Albeit a very tiny percentage of kelp, sure. and they sent it to me in August or June yeah. or July, or whenever. Um, already, when we were in the ninety-five degrees, like we have been this year, yeah. And even though that tiny bit of kelp probably wouldn't have done anything, I didn't want to take the chance of it, you know, kind of scorching the turf because it didn't look that hot to begin with, anyway, on the test section, and. It was after I finished that, though I did the fertilizer apps. I did the review, and then I had two bags left. I applied them all at once, and it still did nothing. So, you know, you 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 just you do the best you can. Uh, be, beyond the get Sunday. Uh, deal. I know there have been a couple of other uh, controversial things that we've seen come out of uh, of the Real Oak Dad channel. But before we get into all of those, uh, what you put on YouTube that is uh, arguably the the, the first and and uh, the first that I ever saw do it was uh, an interseeding of Kentucky bluegrass into Bermuda grass, also known as uh, Bermuda. Talk to us a little bit about. Oh your Bermuda experiment. It's a love hate relationship. Uh-huh. There's periods, mainly winter time 
where everyone that overseeds, you know, ryegrass to get that nice green lawn that Ryan can get year round and he can only get it into win lawn of the month. Um, and, <laughs> and I love you, Thor. Um, but, um, yeah, you don't get that, but you do get starting in like mid February, typically through mid June, just absolute beauty. The heat kicks in kind of dings it a little bit. Um, depending on the height of cut, I've, gotten really lazy this year and PGR in it, and it looks fantastic right now. But um, then the fall again, it looks really good until about November. And then you notice some of the KBG that didn't make it. And you just kind of live with the, what normally looks like a fescue infested Bermuda lawn in the wintertime here in East Tennessee. That's kind of your look. So you blend in well with your neighbors. <laughs> you know, it's a it, all right. So, for those of you that are unfamiliar with East Tennessee, East Tennessee is bizarre. That um, as you drive through subdivisions, the majority of the lawns you see uh, right now, this time of year, are eighty percent Bermuda grass, twenty percent tall fescue. Uh, when you drive around in uh, October, November, and January, February, the lawns are. 80% tall fescue and POA, uh, 20% Bermuda. And so there's this weird exchange that happens uh, right around June the 1st where the POA goes dormant, um, the uh, uh, the tall fescue begins to shut down, and then you have this proliferation of Bermuda grass. So, you know, it does actually make sense the way those two, you know, interplay with, with one another. Um I got to say, having been through it uh, with the length of time that you have now, is it something you want to consider, uh, you, you want to continue with? And two, do you think other people should adopt the Bermuda in lieu of, say, overseeding dormant Bermuda grass with perennial ryegrass? Oh, that's a tough one because like this year, for example, I was contemplating like a week and a half ago, like, well, let's hit it with monument and go back and just do the overseeds until I went and searched up champion GQ and saw what a 50 pound bag of that's going for this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, it's, gone, it's <laughs> gone up a little bit. Yeah. It's to where like two years ago, depending on where you get from 95 to $110 yep. before yep. shipping. Now you're looking at 180 if you get a good deal. Yo, that is a that is that is a good deal. That is, yeah, it's a good deal. Yeah. And then that's all before shipping because again, this is quality seed. It's not padded. And, uh, um, I, there is a distributor of Champion GQ, Lushy. Go to hell. Uh, you can. I was gonna say, can, isn't there, what's that uh, Dickens or something? What's the, what are those guys down there? Dickens does not have uh, Championship GQ. That is for sure. Um, uh -huh. I think the only people who distribute that here are uh, is uh, Pro Solutions, which is in Tennessee Farmers Co-op out in Halls. Uh, so they have a small little setup there, and uh, they are the seed supplier to the University of Tennessee. 
And so the University of Tennessee utilizes a fair amount of championship GQ. And, uh, and so they bring it in gold tag certified for them. Now, the cost per 50-pound bag of that, I have not a damn clue. No idea. If they're selling it to the university, chances are they're going to they're going to get their 50 points. We'll say that. And, uh, and you know, and I, I would say anybody that's just walking in off the street, they're probably going to put 100 points on it. So it, it, it isn't going to be cheap. And uh, if I do recall correctly, I think everything they have is going to be gold tag certified, which is going to add an additional cost because that is an extremely rare certification where, you know, basically they're, they're guaranteeing. And it's normally a wider range of guarantees, right? Like it's not just like – Oh, we're blue tag POA annua certified, right? It's going to be, you know, all POA species, blah, 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 right? Is what they're, is what they're guaranteeing. Because now, hey, Demay, co-sign my bullshit on this, right? First off, blue tag certification, if I recall correctly, used to be a 50-gram test. And more recently is now a 10-gram test. And when they test for POA annua, they are specifically targeting POA annua, not Trivialis. Is this true? I had someone tell me this. So POA Triv, I think it will state it will state on it'll state on the test if they are testing for POA Triv or POA A or POA A and POA Triv. It will state on the blue tag. I don't know if that's I, again. This was secondhand information that was delivered to me, and I was like, "I, I okay, I don't know." I mean, all Gold Tag is going to do is just say that there's zero weeds. There, there's nothing else as far as go, and then they're picking up on Poe annual. Is it worth it? Like it's it's the best you can do, right? But it's you know significantly higher cost, so. See if you do in your yard, like like here's where it probably matters. So, uh, it depends on the. Uh, I believe it depends on the um, the seed uh, species, right? Because you have larger seeds, smaller seeds. But the so like if I get a 50 gram sample of say tall fescue, right? Because it's a larger seeded or larger seeded species, I'm only going to have a certain number of seeds versus if I had a 50 gram sample of Kentucky bluegrass, right? So. I believe that those are structured based on the species and the seed count. So, all that being said, uh, you know, gold tag's the best you can do. And, you know, people will say, well, it's sod quality, it's this, is that. And then when they get sod in and it's got contamination in it, people flip out and they're like, well, you, you planted sod quality seed. Well, man, there's a lot of stuff out on the sod farms. And I'm not like complaining about it. It's like, you know, we're talking about taking out like Johnson grass, crack grass, you know brome stuff like that that isn't super easy or very cheap to control in many cases right or simply uh, you know there's just not a selective herbicide out there for it i'll tell you like in sod production in general and not to get too far off the rails i want to talk to mike about lumuda a little bit more but you know to take out some of these grasses you'd be surprised at some of the methods that sod farmers will use to try and remove some of these uh difficult to control grassy weeds in particular so um, you know, planning at home and spending all that money to go with sod quality, unless you can stretch the bag and get it all the way out there, right? Or you stretch out most of the bag and maybe you save a little bit left over for later. I, you know, I guess go for it. Poe is going to come no matter what. Poe is going to come knocking 
You know, exactly. you get about three, four years, maybe five, and it's coming. So, you know. Shit. Uh, and this is this is one of those things where, I, you know, I, I, I think... I think the South is just a little bit of he- ahead of what the North is going to experience as far as the Poa wave. Um, and when it when it comes to May, you will have Poa outbreaks like you have never, ever, ever seen before. And it's coming. I know it's coming. I can sense it. And what's interesting is that I, I noticed, like, for instance, when I lived in Memphis... I did not that, that without a doubt Memphis has the worst poa problem of anywhere I've ever lived. And that come up here, bro. Come to Canada. <laughs> and the, the fascinating thing about Memphis was one of the first places where they identified resistant uh poa, right? Because I mean that was that was what we did was we blanket sprayed glyphosate in the glyphosate. in the, in in January for dec- a decade or longer. And, uh, and, you know, all of a sudden it was just, it was nothing. Like it was, it was as if you did nothing, nothing was responding. Lawns were absolutely still just packed corner to corner. And it's, and it, it looks a little bit different here because it's all dormant Bermuda grass, right? So any kind of POA in winter just really, really stands out, especially when it's property line to property line of these tiny ass clumps everywhere that have. A little bit of a yellow tint to it because you hit it with 32 ounces of, uh, of glyphosate and none of it actually died, right? Um, so I, but I, now that I'm thinking about it, with y'all not ever, well, I guess y'all do go fully dormant, do you? Don't you? Where? Here? Yeah. Like fully dormant on cool season or what? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, your shit turns brown during winter. Most years, yeah. I mean, yeah. most years, yeah. So does I mean, it, the, when the shit turns brown, though, does the poa turn turn brown? Well, the shit's always brown, but the poa is green. So uh, um, <laughs> poa is green most of the year. You might see it go off color, especially if you have a lot of snowpack stuff like that. It's not exposed to light. So I'm telling you, you should do. You know, we should do like a study abroad program for you. Bring you up to Canada for winter semester. I think it'd be fun. You know, you can, you could learn a lot, winter? drink a lot of Bolson. Yeah, oh, buddy. Yeah. Right up here. Your chest hair will keep you warm. You'll be fine. Oh, so, all right. So, let's go back to the Bermuda, the Bermuda here thing. I want to have this discussion. And this might be out. I don't know if this is in Ray's element or not. So, you know, the concern on Bermuda is a couple of things. You know, one, you can't spray, like what Matt was just saying, you can't spray dormant glyphosate and clean up all your volunteer weeds because you got bluegrass growing, right? And, you know, you've got to be on top of your pre-emerge game because if you get goose or something like that, eh, there ain't a whole lot of good stuff you can do with that because you got however, warm season. This is, however, however, Ryan, when yes. somebody says KBG, even as a mix with Bermuda, mm-hmm. uh, I do tend to get a little bit distracted. Ooh. And the reason why is because I know that KBG tolerates low rates of metsulfuron methyl if you need to do this, it. This is true. Ask me how I know. So you can't yeah. yeah, you can you can't get away with MSM on that. The other thing that people freak out about is POA. And uh what has been tested here as of late uh with pretty good success. Not not 
out of this world success, but pretty good success has been the use of exonerate, uh, which is it, a herbicide exoner- that is able to take, take it's it's specifically designed to take out poetanya out of uh, both cool and warm season. You have to make sure, though, uh, with your Kentucky bluegrass that it is at least a year old and it is well-rooted and healthy and all that kind of stuff. And then you're talking about uh, a pretty tight regimen in the spring. I believe it calls for, uh, like, it's two ounces every 14 days in, like, two apps, or it's mm-hmm. four apps seven days apart at one ounce. So it's, okay. you know, you, you got to be on it. There's one more thing about exonerate. Exonerate is What happened? Yeah, price. Yeah, exonerate is oh. also oh, yeah, mon- yeah, yeah, yeah. mucho expensive. And do, do a little split. Yeah, here's the thing though is that just know that exonerate is also synergized by either tenacity or pilex. So if you make up a little cocktail that has, for example, exonerate, tenacity, and esophumicate, say bye-bye to the poa. Okay? Say bye. I mean, but uh, the timing it's, it's on checking. that, the timing on that is very important though, right? It's the, well, actually, the timing on that is not as crucial it's not as bad because mm-hmm. you're getting a lot more residual out of the esophumicate because true story esophumicate was originally intended for use as a pre-emergent for sugar beets that was its original usage that's your fun fact but tonight but come to find out if you apply esophumicate, it is post-emergent on POA, and this might become significant for you because you are dealing with Blumuda. You should probably go to the lower rates of esophumicate if you do try this because esophumicate becomes damaging to Bermuda. Mm-hmm. And... Esophumicate is also one of my favorite things to use if I need to get rid of zoysia. Auto asked, is exonerate safe on Bermuda? Yes, it is. Very safe. In fact, exonerate is very well tolerated by warm season grasses, except if you do decide to deploy this on Kentucky bluegrass, for example, mm-hmm. pay attention to your usage rates because it is literally one to two ounces per acre, where Bermuda will tolerate four ounces per acre, no problems. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, just, just, just pay attention to that because I think if you crank it up to Bermuda-tolerant rates... Uh, you might singe the Kentucky bluegrass badly. Oops. Not yeah. 
Not, not good. good. Let, right. let me ask, why Why would anyone on Bermuda grass go with amacarbazone? What is What would be the big appeal there? Is there one? Yes. Yes, there is. The appeal would be for controlling poor. And here's one more weird one for you. It will also do something to goosegrass. So, like, It'll, better than a sulfonylurea where you're maybe getting some yeah. suppression or something like that? or Yeah, because, or, uh, the, for example, the Gulf people kind of petitioned the Hawaii Department of Ag to allow exonerate into Hawaii because they needed it for resistant goosegrass and for poor control on the golf courses that are upper elevation. Ah. So like some golf courses so like some golf courses in Maui and on the big island that are above sea level. Those guys have pool in the winter too. That's interesting. And we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to do the the live show in Hawaii some year, guys. Oh man. Yikes <laughs> That's for All right, sure. So, so, Mike, what kind of weed pressure have you had in this stuff, and how have you dealt with it? Have you been successful, not so successful, and uh, should we just mechanically remove all this with a bulldozer and start over? I can be there for that TikTok. <laughs> okay, so the POA front, I haven't had that bad of an issue. Um mainly my side yard next to the driveway and then a a li- I had a little bit in the back this year I was bored and curious at the same time which never oh turns into a good thing and I scalped that section closest to my shed like maybe 5 or 6 mower passes really really early just to kind of see what would happen and it cooled off a little bit after that and poa took off in that area alone and finally went away what mid-june but from a pre-emergent control i can't do anything in the fall really um was looking at hey let's do a new and yeah that's not labeled for kbg so that'll smoke bat um and then post control haven't you know i just wait and let the heat kill it like everyone else does with their perennial ryegrass and uh other weeds mainly clover Mm. and you know honestly freaking weed be gone some 24d and all took care of it I have one, and I oh, what is it? It's one tiny spot, and I just pluck it out because it's one single thing, and I don't even know what it looks like, or I, I know what it looks. It's <laughs> I don't know what it's called. It's it might it might be Virginia buttonweed. I don't know, and I don't care because it's one little thing. Um, in the past, goosegrass, but no issues with that. Um, it's surprisingly hasn't been that bad but then at the same time i'm not super 
anal retentive or anal about having a 100% weed free lawn because I just don't care that much. <laughs> and here he is, ladies and gentlemen, with a massive TikTok following. Wow. Huge YouTube subscriber base. And you know what? The best part about him is doesn't care. Gives zero fucks and just does what he does. And sometimes he puts on short shorts, makes a TikTok that makes all of us get excited. Those short shorts. We'll have to show that photo later. The short shorts. Oh, there it is. <laughs> There's seven minutes of that on YouTube, though, buddy. Or six minutes. <laughs> I had to cut so much of it, too. I have so much unreleased footage. <laughs> yeah, I want. I, I want. I'm, I'm hoping to see the director's cut on this. I, I want to see the NC17 version. That's where. That's where I'm at. So look at this guy. All right. So, uh, I think you've told us before too. Uh, you know, on the disease front with the Bermuda, like, I don't, do you spray? You don't spray any fungicides, right? I haven't ever sprayed a fungicide, if I remember correctly. When I originally seeded just the front lawn, trying to do full KBG. And everyone knows my theory on why I had problems with that. So I don't need to repeat that again because I don't want to offend people. Um, and then last year, the front had a little bit. And it was just, I did some clearies and some propiconazole and it was gone. This year, even with all the rain and just weird conditions, nothing. I've not applied a single fungicide and haven't seen any signs of fungus whatsoever. And I don't know guy. why. <laughs> I I think it's uh, I don't He's know. He's mesmerized I mean, so, by those hip shaking. He is gyrations. Uh, he was actually he was he had already actually I think what he's doing he registered the trademark for BBLs and now he is doing it for BBWDs which is big booty white dudes and he's he's gonna copyright that too he's gonna have bumper stickers out. Probably on our merchandise page within the end of the show. So let, let, let me tell you one thing that I just, I was doing. I was going through Mike's uh, YouTube channel and uh, and looking at some of the titles that I hadn't seen in a while. And specifically the one that I came across that I was kind of laughing inside about was when you had the oopsie with your sprayer getting clogged. Oh, Yeah. Oh, that pissed a lot of people <laughs> off. Yeah, that did. I it was. It was bad. About that. And I was just reading the comments and remembering some of the stuff that was said. And that was, boy, be careful, Mike. It's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult talking so, about those kind of things. And there's a topic for the after show that kind of correlates with those comments on something Ooh. I started watching a little bit today. It's going to be good. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, yeah, boy. I'll move uh, my mic you- closer to my face and get a deeper voice for that. All right, I'll I'll do I'll do a little uh, housekeeping on that front. Uh, for those of you that don't, know, there's a couple couple things here uh, cleaning cleaning up house. Uh, number number one is for those of you that are wondering what the hell we're talking about uh, on the so we do Thirsty Thursday, uh, but what we really do on Thirsty Thursday is we do what's called the after show. Uh, so we get on here, we have a good time, we get primed up, but really. We have to watch what we say on here because we're talking, you know, to the world and, uh, and it's very public and, you know, we kind of, we kind of have to filter ourselves and, 
and be a little be a little easy. But in the after show, we just go full out, full throttle, and uh, and there is no rhyme or reason or reservation to anything that is said. Uh, it's just it's just full fledged, full throttle. And uh, there's a lot of adult talk and all that fun stuff. And if you're interested in that kind of thing, check it out: patreoncom return. That's how we're able to do this. We we don't, we don't we're not out there lining up sponsors and all that fun stuff because trust me no one not a single person in america wants to sponsor this show uh especially when you go on rants like we go on 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 our sunday recordings and um our joe knows turf segments are you know typically pretty controversial and don't really invite a lot of sponsorship opportunities (laughs) opportunities what what were you going to say there okay tell me mike tell me so okay the one thing though from that video it was because i haven't released a lot of videos this year because i just don't like yeah people see me mo but the sprayer video i was expecting a lot of hate for that and there wasn't any Mainly, I put a, a, there's a warning disclaimer that I put that's on screen for like 15 seconds or something like that. And then the sheer volume of product I applied. Because it was four gallons over my back lawn. And everyone here knows the size of my back lawn. It's not very big. No. No. It looks way... Uh, listen... I'll say it, and, and I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. Please don't take it the wrong way. It looks way bigger on screen than it does in person. Where are you, <laughs> going, where are you going with that, Devay? Peter North. I'll just take. But the, fu- that, the funniest thing, though, sideways. is that dual sprayer setup I rigged actually worked really well. Like, I it was weird. It worked, <laughs> and that's that's why you do it, man. I know. You never you know until you try something. Real some dad. things work. Are, some don't. I will say that. I mean, um, uh, without question, I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not. You know, we're not here to stroke egos, but. I will say that you are definitely, without a doubt, one of the top two or three most original creators. Like, you know, it's, it's I don't know, I look at it sort of like in the Connor Ward type of uh, motif, if you will, right? Where, you know, you're just out there doing stuff and you're doing it your way and, you know, you're not putting it out there for people to like it and enjoy it and you don't care about being edgy and being your own person and so... Uh, I enjoy that part of it. I, I, that's why I subscribe and I watch because, uh, yeah, the, the, you just can't, uh, man, you can't just sit there and copy the same stuff that other people are doing. And that's the unfortunate part, you know, is is people are trying to ride that wave of, uh, uh, what, what does Matt call it? You know, just the, the validation and the ego stroking and, eh. The euphoric. It's not fun. It's the, the euphoric egos. That is so real. It is it is amazing how someone with, you know, a large number of subscribers and a large presence, when they follow you, when they send you a friend request on Facebook and that boosts, that's, it's a weird feeling. 
and it is. doesn't it? It just taps into, I guess, uh, what is that? Uh, the need for uh, to feed the narcissist, maybe. Uh-huh. You know that that need. I mean, because uh, you know, in thinking about it, I'm kind of wondering if some of these uh, YouTubers, uh, lawn YouTubers, especially, they have. Uh, I guess the uh, personality disorder. Not quite sociopathic, but uh, something ain't right. <laughs> well, I, I think I, that. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was, I was just going to say that you know, there's when you when you're when you're producing content, especially putting it on on YouTube and doing it for the first time you know, for the first first couple months, because you got to remember how this goes, right? Like you record something, you put it on YouTube, you continue to do it every week. Six months goes by and then finally someone recognizes it and is like, hey, and, and they're and maybe they're a big a big YouTuber. Right. And they're like, hey, I saw your content. Love your content. And you're like, finally, some fucking validation for all the number of hours that I put into this damn thing. Someone finally recognizes it. Thank God. It justifies the number of hours I put into this. And then you can turn around and say to everybody, it's like, man, aren't you putting a lot of time into that? You see, 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 fuck off. Fuck you. I put the time into this. And now finally it's it's paying off. So there's a, I wouldn't consider that piece of it necessarily the ego stroke, right? Because that's like, that's self-validation justifying why you've invested so much time into that. Now, the problem from that point is that I would consider that whoever uh, gets responded to in that way ultimately is a little bit vulnerable at that point, right? Because um, now you're a little bit easy to be manipulated because someone just offered you validation. And so then they can kind of point you in the direction they ultimately may want you to go uh, because at that point, you're like, ah, it's just fucking YouTube. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just making videos and throwing them out there, and you know, just putting a shitload of time into it. And you know, finally, I got a little, and they'll be like, hey, well, you know, hey, look, I'll help give you some exposure, right? If you do this for me, kind of thing. And then you're like, shit, here we go. Now it gets catapulted, right? And then you get thrown into the uh, uh, what do you what do you call it? The uh, hell, I don't know. Uh, the 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 mill. Right. You get you get you get thrown into the big grinder and you just get ground and ground and ground and you're coming out as powder on the other side, whether you want to or not, because you're no longer in control of what's going on. Because at that point, when you get put into that, you're 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 looking for um that that next piece of positive reinforcement. And the easiest way to get it is to please the person that's offering to expose what you do, right? Uh, to to our, to offer you exposure, and so then you kind of start chasing the dragon, where you're trying to accomplish that first hit that you got of exposure, right? And and so it it, it kind of becomes a a cycle. I don't know how else to describe it, but a a dark cycle. And eventually, <laughs> you catch it, and you're like, oh man, damn it, I got I culted myself, kind of sort of thing, right? And, uh, and then, you know, you shake the cobwebs off and like I said, some people handle it real well and other people don't handle it real well. You know, like I would say like, uh, our, our Jono's turf segment star, uh, the, the organic lawn warrior, 
that's a person who didn't handle it real well. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and Joe went through the five stages of grief very publicly. And, uh, and, and he's not the only one. And I, I'm just bringing his name up because, uh, you know, he's, he's probably the most extreme example. Um, but there's been dozens of them that go through this and everybody kind of processes it in their own way. And it is what it is. And then you learn, okay, all right, well that, that, this, this part of it I'll take away is good. This part I'll take away bad. This is a lesson I learned. This is what I don't do again. The hard part after that is trying to stay motivated to continue to produce content, right? And so then you have to figure out, you know, really what kind of content do I even want to produce? Do I even want to produce content? And if I do produce content, do I want to be beholden to just launch stuff? Do I want to talk about something I do in my personal life? Do I want to talk about things that interest me outside of lawn care or whatever? And then you may go on a little bit of a journey then trying to figure out what it is you want to do and all that fun stuff. And, and I think that's just kind of the natural progression of trying to figure out what the hell YouTube is to you. Um, I remember it was actually Connor Ward. I was talking to Connor Ward one time and I told him, I was like, I do not enjoy producing YouTube videos anymore. And he's like, well, then stop. And I was like, man, what a brilliant thing to say. As a matter of fact, just stop. And you know, how many, how many recorded videos do I do through the course of a year now? Five, six, maybe. Uh, because we're coming up I, on a year of waiting for Eric's videos to be edited. <laughs> I don't oh, fucking enjoy oh, oh, oh. it. I do not fucking enjoy it. I, I like the recording part of it. When I start editing it, there's nothing about it that I like. And then, and so it just goes away. And then maybe I find the inspiration to turn it into something I like. Maybe I don't. And if I don't, then I'm not going to do it, right? Because if it, if it doesn't inspire me, then I'm not going to invest the time into it, right? And so, again, I spent 10 years fucking renovating yards, right? 10 years, day in, day out, for three months out of the year, just doing gnarly shit of absolutely killing myself. you know. And again, the kind of lifestyle I lived at that time, no lie, this is what I did, where you lived on a diet of gas station fucking corn dogs and uh, uh, Slim Jims, um, the powdered donuts, the ones that when you when you first take a bite, they're a little bit cold in your mouth, you know, and and then occasionally a chocolate milk or during winter, you maybe a hot chocolate and then sh- metric shitloads of caffeine, you know, from coffee or whatever it is that you that you're into, you know, and 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 so after years of doing that, no lie, no lie to this day, and and when I when I go back to Eric's yard and I think about like wanting to do that renovation. I start getting into that mindset and I remember what that's like of getting home from work after, you know, I just snacked on gas station food all day, eating four and a half pounds of spaghetti till I feel like I'm going to puke because I knew that when I woke up in the morning, I, you know, if I, if I immediately ate something that I was going to feel like dog shit the rest of the day while I'm out there grinding through yards. Right. And so I just, you know, it reminds me that. I don't feel like fucking going back there. I don't enjoy fucking fucking producing the video. So I'm just, I'm not going to, you know, I tried to find some sort of inspiration to do it, but you know, like Connor Ward told me, if you don't like it, don't fucking do it. But you know what I do enjoy doing? I enjoy doing shit live. And you know why I enjoy doing it live is because it's way more difficult than it is doing it in produce content, right? You have to multitask. You're having to, to, to manage a lot of different things at the same time. And that's why it's actually so much more efficient now with, with J-Pink because he took over the whole complex side of actually the production <laughs> piece of it. And all I have to do is be a character. 
And, uh, and that's a hell of a lot easier for me to do than it is to, uh, to try and to handle the, the production piece of it. That makes it even more enjoyable for me because I could just be up here and be an asshole live uh, for as long <laughs> as I want to. How about that for like a really deep yeah. introspective look into uh, into the the YouTube psyche? Uh, we, we really could have just said we could have just done the Bill O'Reilly, and you could have just really said that. Fuck it, fuck we'll do it, it. We're live. doing it live. Uh, <laughs> and uh, last thing with the housekeeping, we are going to be doing a live uh, meetup for our patrons, and uh, so for the because we talked about this on the show before the show. I don't think we've talked about it on the show yet, but. Um, well, I think we did maybe did a, l- a little bit at the beginning here, but legit what we do. Paul's prime cuts is in the chat. It was, was, was showed up last year. I hope, I hope Paul shows up again this year, uh, because we had a great time and he, uh, he stickered the hell out of, uh, out of, out of Goodwood deservedly. And we had some, some really good brews, but what we do is, uh, we have a meetup and, uh, and it's not a money-making thing. Everything that is generated dollar wise goes right back into buying booze and the venue and food and uh, so it's going to be dinners uh, uh uh drinks uh we're going to put on an actual legitimate produced show and it's going to be an in- an incredible time so if you're if you're interested in that uh again patreon.com forward slash burner return i you know i think it's something like 4.99 a month and uh and there it is uh, also if if you want to bring your old lady, bring your old lady because look, my wife is going to be coming. My wife wants to drink with the with the ladies. They want to they want to they want to you know go dancing and uh, uh, bong beers behind the buildings too. Karaoke, because karaoke, uh, you know shit. Whatever girls do, hell, I don't know. They may they may just do hey. their toenails. I don't know. It's not my thing. But whatever I know, Asami is gonna is gonna want someone to hang out with, and so you know, bring bring your old lady, ch- check it out. It's it's she's wild as hell, and uh, and is not afraid of, <laughs> of drinking adult beverages and staying up till three in the morning and all that fun stuff. And uh, and if you're thinking to yourself, what kind of crazy lunatic woman would uh, would even consider being married to Matt? Uh, let me tell you. Uh, someone as equally as fucked up as I am. That's who. And uh, if you'd like to learn more about her, she actually does a podcast. Now it's in Japanese, so you're going to have to figure that out. But uh, it, again, if you'd like to to check that out, check it out. All Day America, the podcast. And uh, and there we go. All right. Fucking all right. housekeeping out of the way. What are we going to talk about? Well, all right, all right. So here's what I was going to ask Mike. Is you know, we, I think we have, we've talked a lot about his lawn. And before we get into the hay... What are you looking to do? All that kind of stuff. Here's my one question. I, I've been thinking about this for several weeks leading up to the show. Let's say you could start fresh. Like, you know everything that you know now. And somebody said, hey, here's a blank slate, 5,000 square feet. You got 3,000 in the front, 22, or, you know, 22,000 in the back. What would you do? Would it be the same in the front and the back? What I mean, just carte blanche. I want to hear it. What, you know, real old dad wakes up to in the morning and strokes off to lawn wise. We, we, we can stop um, there. Same front and the back because there's nothing that I hate more than having to use two different mowers or dealing with two different heights of cut. All yeah. right. All right. Same all the way around. I don't need a golf circle in there to ex- show clout or whatever that crap is. Um, same height of cut. Easy. Um, starting, I would be, though the successes I've had with KBG here, even though I didn't kill the Bermuda in the front, 
as well as I thought I did, and it came back, the fact that we're at the end of July, and granted, we've been getting a lot of rain, but the KBG looks really, really good. There would be a toss-up and going between a full-on KBG, and I'd probably use the HGT again. Uh, you know, I it, it's done well for me. I like it. Um, or a TIFF Grand, but the restart would have to go into the future, steal the TIFF Grand 2, and bring it back to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's supposed to be a TIFF Grand 2, but, you know, I'm watching this and I'm intrigued because you are keeping KBG in a place where otherwise it has no earthly business being. Okay. Yeah. You you are in the hot part of the transition zone. And yeah. the, the thing is is that everything that I've known so far about KBG says that you cannot do it in the hot places. And so the fact that you were able to keep it and you just said something very important. You haven't had a lot of disease issues with it either, right? No, I've had no. I'm, this year, I've had zero. Now, now that I say okay. that, tomorrow I'll probably have like take all root rot or something. Eat it all. <laughs> but, no, um, no, you won't. You won't. And I think the reason why you probably won't have it, uh, real low dead, is because. You have been maintaining the KBG in a way that is less than conventional in the context of, uh, you know, modern, uh, you know, turf grass maintenance. Because for one thing, the only other place where you see real low KBG is on either, what, sports fields or golf fairways. It is very rare for me to hear about real cut KBG outside of those two places anymore. We do not see it here. And in fact, where I originally saw it in Kentucky, even they were real mowing it. I mean, real mowing it. They were mowing it at an inch and a half, two inches, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, and the first person who showed it to me was a Harold's rep. Golly, what was his name? Does anybody... Remember the Harold's rep in the South that left Harold's and became a preacher. He was the nicest man in the entire world. And I'm trying like, I, I don't know, fire to remember. Anyway, um, anyway, he, he was the first person that showed uh, uh, Bermuda to me. And it was it was like a two inch cut. So it's interesting. The, it, it, Mike's is the first real cut Bermuda I had ever seen in person. And I will say the, I've been very aggressive with the height of cut this year. And they put, they put it on the bag. It's like, or on their lights, like recommended in their brochures, like half inch to like an inch and a quarter, inch and a half there. And, they're not lying at the half inch because it's 
you can definitely tell a degradation, degradating, uh, can't think or speak, but the quality, the color goes away. The texture it's just everything decreases at that half inch mark. So moving it up and keeping that no Jesse or RPR will never darken. That is the worst. Yeah. Worst dry grass, but no, the you know, when worst you're, grass period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, it's, it's, that's bad. And, and at the same time, I'm saying I love HGT and mine's dark green. I don't know how I managed that one, um, but I did. But in that five eighths to three quarter inch, it is thriving. Even in the heat we have now, my front lawn, and I shared pictures on the Discord of this the other day. I've it received its first. Actually, no, it didn't. It hasn't received fertilizer since May, and hmm. the, just the recovery. Wow, from the rain, and it's been under my PGR cocktail. <laughs> so I'm not having to mow it as much, but it it's all came back. I mean, I, so, uh, I, 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 there was actually, you know, what's funny, Matt, is that you're talking about this and like, they just had a, uh, Oh, Tennessee university, of Tennessee does that, uh, turf talks thing like every other Tuesday or whatever on the tubes. And, they had a pretty big, long conversation about um, Kentucky bluegrass in the transition zone and how it's it's kind of weird. Uh, you know, they alluded to it, and I, I've seen it just in practice here as of late. Like, you've got idiots like me that are trying to push Bermuda away further north than traditionally, like way further. And then you've got uh, people like down in Atlanta, right, at the Georgia Tech baseball stadium, for example, that are trying to grow bluegrass now. They have more need for it in the spring. I have more need for Bermuda grass in the late summer and the fall. Like, you know, it is it's it's seasonal, and there's that part of it. But on the lawn side of things, like, I don't know, like what? It, it's an interesting area. Like you're right about East Tennessee. Like it, it you can kind of go either way, and live by the sword, die by the sword. You know, some of those years, that Bermuda is going to come out in the you know in the winter after a tough winter or something like that, and probably be like, yep, half of me's dead kiss my ass right mm-hmm. and you might have those summers where it's balls ass hot it's humid there's pythium firing up every night right you got summer patch rolling in on this bluegrass like i, I don't know I, it's it's a tough place um to pick one what's the ray the saying here in the in the transition zone is that you know we can grow all the grasses we just can't grow any of them well yep, yep. i would i would attest to that uh, and and it's <laughs> Uh, and it's and it's it's funny even the difference here you know so John, Johnny Fescue in the chat by the way he mentioned that was Mickey Lovett who was the uh, was the Herald's rep uh, and it, Mickey is a wonderful wonderful guy um, anyway he said HGT uh, from Berenberg is doing really well in Nashville right now I saw some <laughs> there is. A professor, and I'm not going to say who, who lives out in uh, in kind of the the halls area, who has HGT um, 
uh, bluegrass in his yard. And occasionally, because I'm a complete and total fucking weirdo, I'll Are drive you by. serious? Oh, yes. my God, Matthew. And, I, and, and Creeper. Johnny Fescue, Creeper. His, his HGT right now is literally the color of Mike's shirt. I don't know. It's either it's somewhere between the color of Mike's shirt or the far corner over Demay's left shoulder. Uh, it's just this. It's growing fine, but it is an extreme shade of yellow right now. And uh, and you know there's tall fescue on either side of it with some with some Bermuda mingled into it. And it and you know it's just it's so obvious the amount of of chlor- chlorosis that's taking place in this. And I don't know what it is, and, it, and I, it gets me theorizing, you know, why why this takes place. And I know there's certain cultivars of Kentucky bluegrass in general that when the heat kicks in, it tends to go a little chlorotic. Is there something about heat and Kentucky bluegrasses, uh, um, I don't know, exudates in ability to take up iron? Does it interfere with with micronutrient uptake or sulfur uptake or something that may be a co-component of of heat stress i don't know i'm just theorizing because a lot of the kentucky bluegrass that i have seen which is not much and i want to say that i've in fact i've managed even less very 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 little kentucky bluegrass know nothing about it in in effect but what i have seen is under heat stress it typically turns yellow and i don't know if that's just an east tennessee thing is it just a barenberg thing but I'm fairly certain I've seen other cultivars that are not Berenberg turn yellow as well, too. Well, wait. Is, is Mine's that, not I, yellow, I, though. Yeah, yours <laughs> is not yellow at all. I just sent J-Pink a picture via Discord. Told him to it'll put it up, up whenever. It, I don't it know could, it'll, it it'll be a few minutes, and he'll, he'll, he'll get it put up here, though. Yeah, he's probably it, giving Walsh a belly rub. It, it could well be, you know, this is my theory, is... Real old dad, true or false, you've been running your KBG rather lean nitrogen wise, right? Yeah, I'm okay. at 1.73 pounds of nitrogen per thousand for the year. Wow. Okay. And the reason why I'm thinking about this is because I myself have seen instances where high nitrogen fertilization has had a paradoxical effect on grass color. In what way? Paradoxical. Rather than making it get greener, there comes a point where instead the grass starts to look like uh, real low dad's shirt. Instead, (laughs) you know, kind of that limey, you know, plastic green color it's not an, a beautiful green instead it's you know limey plastic green and the thing is is that i have another theory for that is that that typically happens to people where they're pushing nitrogen but they're also not paying attention to their micronutrients it's all about nitrogen, nitrogen, and nitrogen. Because to me, I see this. This is not a nitrogen green. You know what this is? This is a micronutrient green. I was going to say paint, but we'll go with <laughs> no. micronutrient. 
Oh, uh, 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 the fake natty look. <laughs> <laughs> fake natty, he says, man. Uh, Here, this is <laughs> this is not fake natty. This is just this is flat out juiced to the gills. Mm-hmm. What? It's not. It, listen, that's like two, a little over two pounds of N, maybe for the year. I uh, no, that's, that's that's pure hormones as a matter of fact you know <laughs> I, I, now listen 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 i'll say this and this is not an ad but uh you know what that is right there matthew mm-hmm. that's a that's a basic bitch granular program fungicides for sure because you ain't living without fungicides here and then uh that is some uh, motherfucking thunder and some full force fucking from Subvert because hey. assholes don't know any better. We're the pricks that give you exactly what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget to I get, forget to refer to myself as a prick. Look, I'm embracing the asshole thing. I need to I need to outsource it to to prick and just get asshole off my brain. But I'm so used to saying I'm an asshole, not a scumbag. I need to say I'm a prick, not a scumbag. I'm a prick, exactly. not an asshole, not a scumbag. I don't let's know. See if I can find this real quick. Here we go. Hey, wait, let's do this. And, and what JP. is it? Uh, JP, can you throw up Rilo Dad's picture too for a second? Or did, did was that was that actually just what he threw up? That is what he threw up, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that that. So this looks so different than Berenberg HGT. It's not even in the same class. Johnny Fescu said that, you know, he he even theorizes that um, the HGT d- does particularly well in the intensity. And now Nashville has been, on average, five to seven degrees hotter than we have. So when we've yeah. had 100 degree days, they've been 107, 108. I mean, hot as shit. And he's saying the HGT is hanging on in that, in that kind of weather. And I would not expect any bluegrass to be hanging through the type of summer we've had right now. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of weird, but he says that, that maybe that the fact that it doesn't get that dark green, like your other, uh, Kentucky bluegrass cultivars may be one of the, uh, the contributing factors to, uh, um, why it does so well in the heat. I don't know. There's a lot of theorizing going around. I Demay with the real talk here. I uh, I copied and pasted this directly directly from Ryan Demay, and I would have tagged him and given him credit in this, but there's certain things I just don't expose Ryan Demay to on the internet, uh, and it's particularly my Twitter feed. I try not. Uh, there's so many times I want to tag him and get him involved in the dregs of society that I I fuck around with, and I'm like, no, don't don't let people. One Thank of the greatest you. doom scrollers in this industry. It's Matt Martin. Or no, wait. Let me introduce you correctly. Matt Martin. <laughs> I mean, it's just. I, I mean, it's how you do it. I have been on a tear on on Twitter lately. Just absolutely angry, angry. We, uh, as hell. we, we I think Real O Dad on Twitter could could really come up with some sharp. Yes. Real, real. Real juicy ones. I, th- I think Mike is a 180 him. character kind of guy. I, I could, but all the people I go for blocked me. Uh, well, listen, let's <laughs> let's talk about this. This is a great, this is a great segue into a, a a topic that we should discuss in the open, and that is the Facebook lawn care groups. All oh right. yes. Oh. I mean, 
Matt. Mike really shines in the Facebook groups. I'll say. <laughs> so <laughs> to start, Imagine if we this, go ahead. Never mind. I, no. I'll, tell, I'll say it later. Everyone knows Matt's favorite four-letter word or acronym, but it's a four-letter word, and it's all over the place. And so, I just came like two weeks ago, multi-day certification thing, and the biggest takeaway they mentioned was stewardship. And you go back to the old Matt videos and the steward of the environment. And it never really, it's like, I was like, okay, yeah. But then after that, it clicked. So every time there's a post, it's like, nope. And it's like, practice stewardship. And go through. But there was one dude, and DeMay remembers those because I shared those. Um, he deleted them afterwards. This. Um, and then to, and then re-put his recommendation without it. But he was back and forth, and he's like, I've been spraying lawns for blah, 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 so many years. It works. It works perfect every time. And he's like, he's like, quit being, he's like, quit coming after and attacking me. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I was like, because I said you're breaking the law? I'm like, you're, you're, you have a disregard for your community? the environment, everything, and I'm attacking you. Um, yeah, so he deleted it, but it's been... Those are my highlights, wow. but my favorite, wow. though, was la or yesterday in one of the groups. Someone was like, hey, can you... Who here can help me? Just a very basic, very vague, very general, like all the questions are. And I replied, no, we're all morons. <laughs> and but Just yeah, it, did you get blocked? No, I've only been blocked by a couple people on there. I do not have that certain set of skills that they teach in rocket science school. Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh, yes. Um, uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Sean, Sean does but, um, an exceptionally good job of getting banned from uh, all the. Uh, all the Facebook groups. And I'm so They're glad I don't, I, I don't rebels. get tagged in that stuff anymore because uh, I refuse to even open Facebook these days. Like I just, I will not do it. I'll scroll through the apps on my phone and be like, Oh, you've got 139 notifications on Facebook. I'm just going to keep going right past that. Uh, but you know, you, you, what is it? I'm, I'm a dry drunk right now. Like I'm still an alcoholic at heart because I go through and I have two notifications on Twitter and I open that and then I will go to fucking war with whoever those two notifications are from. But I'll ignore the 139 on Facebook. I don't know. It's uh, it's an addict no, trade one addiction for another. I need that willpower because it's it's very easy to get lost. Uh, <laughs> I got to just do what I did with Reddit where it's like you have someone that like legitimately wants help and you try, but then like you get halfway through time and like, I don't care. And I delete it. <laughs> That's totally it. There's so, there's so and, much of like, you, you, you get, you get all impassioned and egotistical and like, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of that with posting videos and producing content and everything like that. It's like, you know, you get halfway through it and you're like, ah, so what? Like who wants to hear from me about this topic? You know? Like is my is my voice or my contribution really gonna make a, a difference, you know, in somebody's life who's reading this? 
And the answer in 95% of those cases is absolutely not. No, it won't. Nope. <laughs> not a chance. And, uh, and a lot of times it doesn't even make me feel better when I, when I do it. In fact, it, a lot of times it just makes me even angrier that I got sucked into it. And then I'm like, well, I've already invested this much of myself into it. I'm not going to some cost fallacy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that. Yeah. But there's, there's so many, there's so many, uh, you know, big, big brain ideas. My favorite with the MSMA thing, since, you know, people get so, so upset. Uh, that I get upset over MSMA is that I want to know what these people do for a living, right? And then I want to take whatever it is they do for a living and take something controversial and just shit all over their profession uh, for the for the sake of being able to say, well, uh, you make it more complicated than it needs to be. It's as easy as this. All you have to do is use MSMA or whatever. Whatever they're they're an, they're an accountant, right? We're like, yeah, hey, the only thing you do is fucking Excel. That's all you do. You use an Excel spreadsheet. Here's Here's all the Excel spreadsheets that you need. That's the, the basis of your job. Can't believe you went to school for it. You cuck. Good luck. You suck. <laughs> Have fun in the world. By the way, your neighbor bangs your neighbor. Your wife bangs your neighbor. You know, and it, and that's, it, you know, that's how I equate, you know, people are trying to justify their MSMA use to me when you, you look, you look into their life and they're like, oh, okay, you sell, you sell used jewelry for a living. Okay. And, Lord. and you're and you're trying to justify to me why using MSMA is a is a uh, is a good choice, and I nope. I take it personally. I shouldn't. I should not take that personally. I overreact hundred percent. I raise my hand uh, and 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 te- I'm going to testify here in front of everybody that I get way too excited about dumb shit that I shouldn't get excited about, and I and I let it I let it bother me a little bit too much. But you know what? But you know what? You should get excited about it. No, you should get excited about it because remember what I said back in 2020. What did I say in 2020? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to remind you about this in 2022. Yeah, we 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 talked a lot in 2022, Ray. I can't I can't remember all that. No, no, I don't have your memory. No, in 2020. Uh, this was just an open warning to all of these YouTube jerk-offs and Uh-oh. Facebook idiots Uh-oh. that raised triggered Facebook. like to ah. misuse pesticides that, okay, from 2016 till now, you kind of had a free ride on this because... It was a different administration, and the priorities of this administration are different. But I said, this will not be acceptable with the current administration because we have we now have the woke president that has the ears <laughs> of the liberals. Okay? Oh. <laughs> okay? He's got the ear of the liberals. So, listen... Beep, uh, beep. <laughs> get the get the get the button ready before we get banned. Uh, JPEG. Just throw random beeps in there to trigger the algorithm <laughs> to make it sound like we're attempting to censor it. Wait, all right. So, uh, the, <laughs> because we, oh boy. Because the thing is, is that look at guys. As soon as uh, or soon after 
January 6th, uh, aside from the insurrection, <laughs> guess right. what else happened? This is Bernard's pre show shit. I don't know. Yeah. But then <laughs> something got banned. Okay? All right, Ray, something I've got, got banned. I, what got banned? <laughs> Purifos got banned. Oh, well, there's that. I thought I thought you were going to tell us, and they, that was all a very long and roundabout way to get to that you've gone back to a flip phone because you've banned yourself from 5G. 5G? Uh, no. I thought, that's where, I thought that's where we were going. I thought that's where no. we were going, but... But then... All right, so... I want. I want. <laughs> let's say this for the burn return freeze. Talking about political topics. Thinking of doing this not. <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to ask a question because I I read a comment the other day. <laughs> I read a comment the other day on a, uh, a a grass factor video where there's a gentleman that got on there and said, "Hey, I uh, you 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 know he 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 sounded like he was trying to be neutral, but he said, hey, it seems like you post a lot of.'" anti this and I, you know you don't like this you dislike yes. that and you don't tell me a lot about what you want to do so i'm gonna ask because listen we're uh a bunch of self-absorbed pricks here the the three of us mike <laughs> is a level-headed individual who is way smarter than us way more successful than us and uh you know just generally a nice guy so here's my question to mike and and mike's also a creator and this is why i want to ask him this because he's out on the edge when he creates stuff, what would be the good videos to to show people or the topics to discuss and say, hey, here's what not to do, but here's what, or instead of the here's what not to do, but more of here is what to do. And I don't care if they get a ton of views or anything like that, but just to put that content out there. I know uh, LW50, who's on here, and I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure he's a Patreon member, He he's talked before about like a... Uh, you know, like a calibra a really good calibration video, a really good uh, PPE video, like just the basic kind of stuff. But yeah. what content would be good to show people? Because again, we just we get too caught up in all the little minutia. But help me out here. Help us think from the so the other side of the coin. Like calibration video, my first sprayer build video was nothing but freaking math on calibrating your flow rates and your pump and sizing a pump and all that stuff. It, it's, it's done okay, but it, it, it won't get a lot of views, but I would say properly calibrating equipment, both, you know, sprayers and spreaders and making sure those are, you know, not dumping excess stuff out. It's great info to know. Won't get a lot of views. PPE. That would be another good one. Connor Ward covered that pretty well a couple years ago, though. Um, and I covered it really well about a month ago. So you might not need to cover that. Um, spray technique for those with backpack sprayers would be a perfect video for Ray with his ballet across the lawn <laughs> that ev everyone could see. But Matt hasn't finished editing that yet. Um, Actually, uh, and... Uh, Turf therapy, uh, he did. There was that little bit in there, yeah. Yeah, he he shot some very good footage that uh, kind of showed uh, what we're talking about. But then that would be the video where here's my thing, like you know when I'm watching all of these YouTube videos, and I see somebody that has 
a single fan tip on their on their sprayer. You know, what always kind of makes me question is the fact that all of these guys are all walking into their spray. Mm-hmm. Because a long time ago, and I'm talking about, I want to say, 30-something, 35 years ago, I was taught not to ever walk into my spray. Never. I was always taught to spray to the side and, you know, walk backwards away from it. Yeah, and that makes sense. Um, well, is that, that like my because... boom sprayer? I'm walking into it, but it's out far enough to where it's not bad. But then I have the tire, and depending on what I'm spraying, there's a chance the extra is picked up by the tire, put on, and I have tire marks. Um, well, no, actually, but I, think... I, I don't even worry. I don't even worry about that, Mike. What I worry about is more. It's all about you the see human the Facebook exposure. post. Yeah, you see the yeah. Facebook post of the guy mowing in in his New Balances because that's what cool people wear, um, oh, and and they're freaking their legs. Okay, they're wearing shorts and their legs and their shins. Everything's just blue dye, and it's like, well, what did you spray? And they don't really want to tell you. Hell yeah! Um, oh, and, and they're like, I did this, or it's like I sprayed two four D. It's not bad. You can buy that anywhere but their entire like torso and then it's all over their hands and they're making jokes about it. But Oh my God, really one time, one time might not hurt you, but if you're doing this, you know, multiple times a year, and of course it gets worse if you're an applicator and if you're an applicator and doing like that, um, I would suggest a career change. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, because yeah, taking the safety thing seriously. Um, yeah, isn't really done. And it's like, I'll like if I could be spraying and get a gust of wind come through, I just stop and I just wait once it's done. Yeah. Because one, I don't want Mm -hmm. the drift going where it doesn't need to go, but I don't want it risking even getting drifted over and not even hitting plants, but going, you know, three or four houses down and getting just a little bit on some neighbors that might be out there. It's, you know, again, that goes back to stewardship. Uh, Yeah. Right. But going right. back to DeMay's stuff now, one thing I think would be helpful would be fungus. And these can't be long videos because it's boring. But mainly because you see people, it's like, okay, I just went out there and I applied my propiconazole and my azoxystrobin, and I have that down now as a preventative. And it's like, well, why did you put that down? Do conditions are conditions favorable for what those are targeting but going into how conditions favor fungus and when you actually need a preventative application so you're not just applying something for the sake of applying it you're doing so um, you're educating people so they can do so in a responsible manner again that might not get a lot of views because it's not selling an 80 pound bag of heritage g um, but and, it's, and it's it takes providing... a significant amount of effort to put together that video too, right? Yeah, because that's now you're having to short ones, one for each type of fungus, where it's not more than three minutes long because you'll they'll lose interest. Now, granted, that's below the current algorithms recommended, you know, watch time. But all you got to do is put your O face on, some white font, and 
and go like this and bam, million views. Fungus cured. You know, when it, and, you know, I harp a lot of times on uh, what I call San Francisco gate uh, quality content, oh. you know, and because because it's like literally you're going to Google, you know, how to fertilize a lawn. And then, you know, you come it's across a blog article that has you know, five. Exactly. So and the thing is, is that when you're to, to produce that kind of content you're talking about there, you first you have to identify. And, and for me, like when like when I do whiteboard videos, you know, I'll, I'll plot it all out in either Excel or, or a Google Docs file or something and, you know, map out, uh, uh, you know, uh, temperature conditions, humidity conditions, you know, read about, you know, where it's going to affect different grass types. Look at some of the predictive algorithms they uh, that that they have out there. You know, for instance, like if you're talking about dollar spot, you can't talk about dollar spot without talking about the Kern Smith model, right? And then using the metrics that they use in the Kern Smith dollar spot model as kind of a guideline for you know just something to pay pay attention to if you're not using, you know, green greencast online or you know one of the other tools to 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 track you know your dollar spot probability or whatever, and and again that that takes a lot of effort and a lot of organization to put that together and then to get it into a three minute video especially because there's so many different wormholes that you can end up in that just from from a a, a, a recording and production strategy perspective um, it's it's exceedingly difficult compared to just you know. Uh, the five things to be concerned with when you mow your lawn is, you know, sharp blades, uh, you know, you know uh, grass clippings in the road, get them out, that kind of thing. Right. So, um, yeah. And that's also where you want to educate people, but at the same time, you have to look at the lowest common denominator mm-hmm. and 99%. And I say that because the 1% are in the discord that actually want to learn they don't they that 99 percent. they don't want to learn they want to be told what to do exactly what to use when to do it and be done with it they don't want to think and that's that transcends lawns too it goes to everything sure 100 percent. and that's that's just an issue with the way society is today we're in that, you know, just give it to me now. I want a minimal effort for a maximum result. They, they don't care. And that's evidence. And looking at comments of, you know, my videos, other people's videos, comments in Facebook group, um, it's everywhere. And the, the people that actually want to learn, they will. But unfortunately, that's not the subset that YouTube caters to from a algorithm side to where they want to see the five things, how much glue goes into this tenacity. I need to know that. I don't want to look it up. Just tell me. And, and that's why you get the same rinse and repeat every single year of do this, do this, do this. And like clockwork, it's, Boom. Pre-emergent videos come out. Scalping videos come out. Hell, I do a scalping video every year. Mine comes out like freaking three weeks, four weeks before everyone else. But I also have a lot lower quality and a faster turnaround time because I don't get really care. So 
Yeah, and I, I, I again, you know, I say that that's kind of what's taken the allure out of uh, YouTube to me is that I refuse to cave to catering to the lowest common denominator. Um, I just exactly, I'm not, I'm not interested because in doing. That. You cater to that, then what are you doing to push yourself further ahead? If you're catering to that highest one percent in order to meet that 1%'s expectation, you continually have to improve. But if you're just rehashing the same garbage out, I'm like, and, and it's it's all done for the algorithm, for the ad dollars, and, and it's a churn cycle. My, my favorite comment I get that means the most to me is when someone comments and says, I, I watched your the shirt video off twice, again. and I have no, no idea what, what any of this means. How could anybody, how can you expect anybody to learn anything when you make these topics so complex. And that's when I feel like, uh, all right, I've done something well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, you see, that is the lane I need to stay in. You know what, Matt? I, I'm going to be the contrarian and say, in that case, when somebody thinks that something as complex as turf grass agronomy needs to be oversimplified and dumbed down then they need to just stop. I mean, because I sometimes say to people this, and that I'll tell them, you know, if this has to be oversimplified in order for you to understand it, uh, maybe you shouldn't be touching it. <laughs> and I and I want to I want to make the point here that you you know uh, who was it? Ear, Ear nose and turf was on last week, and he said, you know, we're not gatekeepers of information. There's there's I I don't think there is a a huge group of people out there that are trying to keep information secret. Everybody everybody is is very very free with information and just mm-hmm. dumping it out there. Some of it is a lot better than other others, right? Because recycling the same top fives from a San Francisco GeoCities article. It's not really giving you any more information than what the previous video was. Um, you know, and so someone eventually is going to have to break that barrier of, of crossing into more complex topics. And, you know, like you said, Mike, the, the 1%, um, I, in my opinion, that's who I would rather cater to because in all honesty, if someone's asking me, you know, like, I don't know what's a what's a what's a really bizarre question I get asked all too often um, that I, where I'm like you know what I just there's there's a there's a million videos out there about this you know go go figure it out like what's the best pre-emergent I'm like, all right that is a very generalized blank statement that I need so much more information to give you a qualified answer right where are you what kind of grass are you growing. What time of year do you want to apply? All these different things are gonna are gonna come into account, right? And and if I don't have that, and a lot of times for me, it's just I feel a little bit ridiculous when you know they ask me one simple question like that, and then I send a nine hundred and fifty word email in reply, asking them a series of questions that I need to answer just to answer their question. What's the best pre emergent? And then on top of that, normally I chastise them for giving me the most horseshit question possible too, which probably doesn't help. So I don't know. <laughs> you know what? You sir uh, should have been in it. <laughs> okay. Wow. Because he is secretly, he is secretly. 
I know. Is that oh, so? That, is, is that so that he can go roast the people that ask, you know, the questions that should have been obvious? <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, you. Uh, I believe in meeting people where they are, right? To try and help. Uh, I really do believe that. I the the people though. Here's what I, I'll 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 go a step past Matt, and I think this is what he is trying to say: is that there will always be beginners. Thank we were you. all beginners once, right? We Ray was a beginner once. Uh, all all of us were, right? And the fact that uh, the people that we gravitate towards are the people that seek to understand and seek to know more. And more and more and more, right? Like that's this that, that's just the nature nature of studying any discipline, right? At a very high level, right? Like you know, why is the blue? You know, why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? Well, I, you know, I could just say, well, because it's a plant, and it's because the fucking sky, you know. Mm-hmm. But you can go way deeper than that, right? Like you're not going to sit there and tell your three year old that, hey, let's talk about chlorophyll and you know why it basically uh, allows us to Whoa! live. That is exactly the conversation I have with my son all the time. And you should see the look on his face when he asked me, no lie. My son, when he was six, asked me one time why the grass was green. And I gave him the most complex answer I possibly could. I held nothing I back. I love you. I love And you know, he stared at me somewhere between the fact that it was, it was something along the lines of like, maybe I'm impressed with dad or maybe he's scaring the shit out of me. I'm not sure which one. But I'm a big advocate that even if it's not directly in their wheelhouse, go ahead oh. and provide all the information. I see. I, I'm I'm not there. I I think that you can cloud people up and 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 fuck and fuck them yes. up. I want yes. to give them enough information to stay curious and to go find more on their own, and then come back and ask me a better question the next time. Let me explain why I am that way. Because I'm not saying I you're wrong. Either. So overwhelmed, and I, uh, I did not take it that way. I felt so overwhelmed my first week at True Green with <laughs> the way everybody spoke and understood every aspect of what was going on. Knew exactly what to say to the customer off the tip of their tongue. No thought, just like robots filling their trucks, mixing chemicals, reciting shit off labels. And it was like, holy hell, you know, and, and I asked a question and there was no mediocre, you know, you, you know, make, it was just like, you're either going to step up to the plate or you're going to have to get the fuck out of here kind of thing. Right. And it was that, <laughs> it, that inspired the shit out of me of like, all right, I'm either going to be a $13 an hour employee the rest of my life, or I've got to get beyond where these guys are in order to have a chance to be able to move up within this company. Right. And it was that feeling of being overburdened with information and that the, the amount of anxiety I felt from it that inspired me to want to learn more. And I think it's that kind of hard, uh, school of hard knocks thought train of thought that I, I carry forward because that's what inspired me. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. It does. Absolutely. It totally does. I mean, but likewise, uh, but I also like I Tony Robbins. Th- I'm a weirdo. No, for me, it's a matter of when somebody asks a question, uh, I have to admit, here's where my 
detectors go go nuts is when I know that somebody is trying to pump me for an oversimplified, simple answer. Wow. I mean, that is when I kind of step back and part of me wants to yell at them as in, you can't handle the truth. Get out of here. But the other part of me, <laughs> Ryan's laughing, but the other part of me then steps back and says, you know what? I need to ask a lot of questions of this person and drill down and educate them. Because for once, first of all, they think that this is too easy, too simple. And second of all, they need to know what they don't know. Because right now they're led to believe that everything is an easy, oversimplified YouTube or TikTok or Facebook answer. There. <laughs> we are going to have to start winding this up. Uh, Mike, do you have any specific questions to us before we start moving over the show after the show? Because I know that's where everybody's kind of scratching, wanting to get to. Real time. Um, honestly, no, I provided my soil test this year and it was like, oh, congratulations. You don't really have to do much. Um, uh, yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, good. Good talk. <laughs> maybe maybe a little sulfur uh, outside of that, but, you know. Yeah, apply, sulfur. Apply some sulfate micronutrients. That. You're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or ammonium sulfate. Yeah. Your gravy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. it. A little I'm bit like, of AMS for N. Yep. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it's perfect. Been. So, yeah, no problems there. No, it doesn't, J Paint, unless it's um, organic matter from Wallace. Then that's fine. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> Oh, there is Wallace at Real Dance. That was yeah. honestly one of the greatest weekends. The freaking kids loved him. Like mm. awesome. he's just boom, just he's so chill. He is, he is. isn't he? And it's he's, you can't. He yeah, he's perfect. He's he's amazing with all the kids. He's amazing with my kids too. You know, never, never aggressive, you know, always just down to play. And this is what a great dog Wallace is. Talking about the boron down in the chat. No, boron, there's no study of boron levels effect on turf grass. I looked. And, Nitro and furthermore, boron. and furthermore, uh, boron is a double-edged sword because I know boron, Matt, as this product called monobore and monobore is some cool stuff because you know what monobore is used for uh sterilant yep railroad tracks around utility uh, structures and uh gravel pathways please keep far away from any kind of trees shrubs or lawns because uh if it leeches or runs, it's all dead. <laughs> Ooh. 
<laughs> Sounds like fun. And, oh, and if you have a monobore or boron accident, my standby activated charcoal ain't going to help you. Because activated charcoal only absorbs organic chemicals and boron is an inorganic salt. And I'm talking about this because I've also seen this trend on social media of people wanting to apply boron-containing materials to their lawn or their garden or their plants. And I know for myself that safe levels of boron in soil are only one to five parts per million. You go above that and you get into the territory of boron toxicity. And if you have boron toxicity, good luck. Get the bulldozer. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. We are going to head to the show after the show. For those of you that don't know what it is, uh, oh, wait, we have... Uh, we have a mailbag here, and he says, uh, Zach Holbrook, I will be joining you guys in October. Patreon.com forward slash burner return uh, if you would be interested in attending our meetup. Uh, I have one quick question for you. Where's the best place to get food-grade citric acid? Um, the, the answer to that is I have no idea. Uh, I know some people are getting it from food suppliers, uh, supply houses, restaurants, supply houses, that kind of fun stuff. Um, there are some people still ordering it from places like due to diesel. Um, I'm, you, you may even, if you can get linked up with your, your old boys at Univar or grace chemical, uh, I think grace chemicals become Kim point. You probably have to use your business to get an account there. And since you are an applicator, um, you could probably leverage that to get a, 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 a grace chemical, um, uh, a, account there. Is it going to be a lot cheaper than what you've seen? No. Again, it's one of those that it's been hit really, really hard with shortages and the prices and all that fun stuff. So um, I don't, I don't, I would not get your hopes up that you're going to be able to take a, a 70 pound bag of citric acid and all of a sudden get it for 20. Uh, that's, that's, you're not, you're not going to find a hundred dollar a ton citric acid right now, unless you're taking it in bulk. And by bulk, I mean like 21 tons with a, with a dump trailer dumping it on onto your floor kind of bulk that would be the only way to get it at it? that price <laughs> uh, I, I prefer bottom dumps and then augering it over into a bin um instead of the rear dumps rear dumps they, you know you got to have a lot of especially if they're like coming into your building you know you got to have you got to have a pretty high roof there okay Sounds we're going like to add to the show words. after the show uh we talk like adults over there so if you're against bad words if that's going to hurt your feelings or anything no problem it's not for you don't come check it out uh, however, if you're into adults having adult conversations with adult humor and uh, and actually taking a degree of humor and applying that towards learning and really, really deep diving on topics, then you will enjoy the, the show after the show. Again, you can learn more about that by becoming a channel member or patreon.com forward slash burner return. Link it up with our private discord where you can spend more time one on one with us individually. We do things like meetups. We do things like uh, Zoom calls, all that fun stuff to be able to help you. Uh, whether that's personally or professionally. 
Um, because let me tell you, the, the amount of, of personal psychiatry and psychology that's performed in the uh, in the Grass Factor Discord is out of this world. Uh, and I, I mean, I just if you need legal advice, if you need medical advice, we got it all. We got it all covered. If you need military advice, it's it's there. Music advice, it's there. We got it. We got it. We got every IT advice. We got it. If you need it, it's there. Patreon.com forward slash Bernard Channel. We'll see y'all on the next one.